Hey guys, it's Josh. <laughs> hey guys, it's Josh, and welcome back to the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. Today, joining me from oh so far away, I think you're like the farthest guest I've ever had on the show because you're over in the. Where are you at right now? I didn't ask. I am from Bulgaria, but I am in Austria right now. Joining us today is Kalina. Uh, I'm. Let me know if I mess this up. Uh, uh, Trimova, is that right? Uh, it's oh. Kalina Trifonova, but it's a hard name, so don't worry about Trifonova. it. Trifonova. Listen, I, I love learning names. Uh, they're so fun. Kalina's joining us today to talk about one of my favorite subjects that I've been dying to have on the show. Today, we're going to get into a little bit of astrology and spirituality talk. So any of you guys who know me or like know the show, we bring up astrology so much because I... I I think it really does have a connection to our person, you know, who, who we are. It doesn't completely define us, but I, I do think it plays a huge role in our everyday, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure with that as well, astrology is like the blueprint of your soul and then the planets change and you see different effects, right? Yeah. We can get onto that later. So Kalina has an interesting background too. Um, she's been practicing or really studying um, Western astrology for like the last eight years. And she's a fifth generation uh, psych, you know, psychic. And, and I was like, that, that in itself speaks volumes that, you know, like your whole family has been either into astrology or spirituality for five generations. I can't think of anything that my family's done for more than two. So like I said, that's just amazing. Um, and you were just telling me that you are finishing up your bachelor's right now too. And yes I, I am it's a lot of work but since it's a passion of mine I don't really see it as uh, some sort of a burden even more if I stop talking or writing about astrology I really miss it my day feels somehow incomplete yeah I mean we all have that thing that kind of makes us us that we just can't go without and I think yours is kind of beautiful like it's, it's something that's so important to so many people and I'm, I'm sure it's helped so many people. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's one part of it. Understanding, like seeing the world from a different perspective is one side of it, but also being able to guide people and help them through different periods of their life is truly a gift. It's really um, it's beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Um, we kind of were talking about this before we started recording, even though we mentioned that your family has been doing this for so long we were saying that you don't know that your family's different or like everybody doesn't do something until you actually start interacting with people. So once you started to, you know, talk to different friends or people, what, like, what was that like when you really started to appreciate and like realize your family was special? I guess that started more when, when I started working at Nebula because then it hits uh, closer to my everyday and it was, um, I, I really had to bring it out and show it to people as it is an app for astrology and horoscopes. And then when people ask me about it, I would have to tell them what I do in my free time. So I guess that that's, uh, that's the biggest, the biggest time when it hit me, how, how different we see the world, because otherwise you have your close circle of friends and of people who actually know most of the things about you. So they don't even see it as weird. Even if it's not the same for them, they don't see astrology as something weird. But 
uh, after a while when this uh, become a professional activity then i could say that i i met people who looked at me with a lot of uh, disbelief or were telling me that a little bit with shock it was um, it, it's it's truly surprising so to say because those those people have a completely different perception of reality and they're not open to anything else somehow which is well for me it is weird but that's still my personal reality. I like to stay open to other people's ideas, opinions, and uh, exactly, whatever yeah. belief they have. Yeah, so it's really weird that there are people who just say, no, I already know how everything in life works and I'm going to stick to that. So We run across those people every day who, like I said, just live in their own reality. But I was like, it's, I think it's baffling how even if, because I, I remember when I was younger, when I was first introduced to it, I was like, there's no way that, you know, this one thing could tell you or determine so much about you. But the more I grew and I started to actually study or um, learn about it, I was like, no, there's a lot of validity to, at least in my opinion, you, you know, like I said, everybody doesn't have to believe what I say, but in my opinion, there's a lot of validity to it. And you do see a lot of commonality between people who you've never met who share a lot of your, you know, your star signs. Um, so I was like, how else do you explain this? Besides the fact that we were all born under certain stars or events, celestial events. It's, um, it's really weird to even think about it because we gave made up names for the signs and for the stars and the mm -hmm. positions and we made those little charts that tell us things but in reality these are just positions of stars which what I know about it we have observed for over a long period of time and we have made up some some structure that says from this period of time until this period of time um, this person would be let's say more temperamental yeah and you can see that in any culture it's not just with with western astrology you can see it with different types types of horoscopes it actually dates as further back as rome i think yeah like ancient rome it's an uh it's a really old practice but it's also interesting to see that the time when you're born the part of the year can affect your personality so much it feels uh somehow feels somehow destined that you're born with exactly these placements, these signs on this day at this time. It's truly interesting to even think about it because the more you learn about it, the more you see how it correlates with you and how you can uh, balance it. You can you can balance the placements that you see or you see, okay, maybe here there would be a problem. So you can balance that with another sign that's technique in astrology. You can use it to understand yourself better, to heal yourself, to understand others, to understand the world, to predict future events. It's just so much. And it's based on the planet. And it, it, feel, it feels surreal, but then you see it in reality. Yeah. And just, sorry, just a side note. Like, for you, those of you watching, like, you see how passionate she is when she talks about this. And I was like, I don't know how you just you couldn't believe because like she said this isn't a, a new practice that's been around for like 10 15 years people have been studying not just uh in our culture but like every culture the stars for millennia you know i i can't name any culture that who hasn't looked up to the sky and used it to either predict like crops you know harvests 
um, catastrophic events, directions like that. They're very, they're very much a focal point of almost every society that I can think of or that I've learned about. I mean, it's still, it's still used like that a bit in uh, modern astrologers, but it has its alteration and changes. So for example, right now you wouldn't use it to predict harvest. You would use it to predict the stock market. I yeah. actually follow a couple of astrologers that do that and share their insight. I personally am not on the stock market, but it's truly interesting to see if it matches as information, what they're telling and if how, like if it would affect the market. But yeah, it has been uh, used in many different areas to predict the social events. Actually, um, there was a very interesting documentary about Pluto and Pluto in, re in retrograde. We're currently having Pluto in retrograde and how that would affect um, generations, how there could be protests, also an aspect between Pluto and Uranus which could shake up entire civilizations. It's, it's, um, it's interesting to see because in that documentary, it also showed um, back in time when we had the same aspect that there were again riots or again changes in policies. And um, I think we're about to see more of them. Hopefully not too many more because I mean, it's, it's getting crazy out there. Um, so much has changed in my short lifetime that it's, it's like baffling. It, it seems like we've gone almost a full circle. I'm sorry. Are you in America? I've I am. I, yeah, oh yeah, I am. I'm in the U.S. Yeah. I know you've probably seen all around all the craziness that's happening um, with us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I think it's really affected a lot of a lot of women, not just the women at the U.S. I don't want to minimize what the women in the U.S. are going through, mm -hmm. but I think it was a shock for women all over the world. Still happening, even though. But let's not get too political, even though it right, yeah. happens in other countries. And mm -hmm. yeah, no, I'm right there, with you and I feel this exact same way. Even though we're here to talk about astrology, um, it's connected to so many other forms. A lot of people say there's a connection between astrology and tarot, uh, and then your chakras and stuff so what was like the first introduction you had into your your spiritual awakening um where did you like was astrology the first thing you got into or was there something else that you noticed you had a gift with i think it was kind of mixed because um as a physical practice it started with tarot and astrology almost simultaneously um but as a gift i would say that i've been having vivid and intuitive dreams for as long as i can remember they're they're just natural i never thought that that's that that that's something weird because everyone in my family okay uh everyone from my mother's side of the family uh has vivid and intuitive dreams so we've talked about it many times and there have they've been shared so i, I always thought that that's how it is yeah <laughs> but um Right. I really don't know. And at that point, when those have started, I think, I think they just stayed. They never went away in the first place to say that they started. This might sound also a little bit weird, but I remember some of my childhood dreams, which have made a big impact in my life. It's, I was very young when those were happening. Anyways, um, has good and bad sides. And uh, my family has different approaches for it. Uh, my mom is a little bit more, um, 
closed off. She would share information, but only if it's necessary. Or she has her own rules to where to share predictions and how to share predictions and to whom. And my grandmother does it differently and my sister does it differently too. And it's kind of a combination of one gift shared between different people Mm -hmm. who have found their own unique way how they would practice it and we share it with each other. And then it keeps on evolving constantly. Like the practices and the things that we do and the perceptions, it's it's always changing. I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier with the whole tree thing is nobody sees the exact same thing the exact same way we all see it slightly different even though we can generalize it we all have our own personal take on it um it's good to hear that you're you 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 guys practice the same way too because if you all practice it the same way that would be a little surprising you know i mean we can't really we can't really know that you know, we might say that it's the same way, but I haven't stepped into their body to know how they experience it. Exactly. But it has uh, it has pluses and minuses. I actually recently, my, my sister had a changing, so to say, life-changing dream. And it was um, like a revelation of how it happens with her because she dreamt that a nearby house is burning down and she didn't take it seriously. And it did actually burn down. And then she was crying for the entire evening because she thought, but I knew. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. h- how would you know if you know? Like you think that you know, right? but you can't be sure until it happens. There's always a certain level. I mean, there's a, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> there's always a level of uncertainty um, that you, you know, when you try to interpret um, your dreams or, you know, your intuitions. I think we've all had little moments like that where we might have dreamt or thought something, but we're like, this could never happen or this wasn't real. And then shortly after, you're like, well, was it was it real? You know, I mean, and that's and that's that's why I say, like, I, it's impossible for me to disbelieve um, so, like all of this, because I think I've had too many moments where I've also had revelations or prophetic like dreams if it happens once you're like ah, it happens once but you know if it happens multiple times you you start to get a little well curious and um you question a lot which is which i think to be good well i think that it's always tricky because there's no person out there or no higher force that's going to tell you well normally that's going to tell you yes your your hunches and feelings and intuition is correct a hundred percent go for it you have all the green flags it's not happening it's like um it's like an inside feeling of knowing very seldomly. It's like uh, it, you can feel it as a bigger push that someone needs to know something or that someone needs to hear something, which is also really interesting because I've ended up in situations when I have, I've talked to a friend for approximately, I don't know, 30 minutes or one hour. And then she tells me this changed my life and I don't remember anything from it. And, <laughs> and she's like, are you channeling information? I'm like, I do not know, but I'm glad that it changed your life so we can move on with this knowledge. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I think that what was really interesting for me because um, the app where I'm working, Nebula, it has a, a lot of users from all over the world and they come with different stories, different problems. Some of them stay longer and I've really gotten to know their life. It's 
it almost feels personal and you can mark the mark the changes in their life you can you can see how you have affected them how mm-hmm. you have moved them a little bit and how things are unfolding based on your predictions and based on what you're telling uh because it has so many users the story is just they're they're so different all of them you you can't really put it into a baseline everybody comes with their own problem that is the most important thing in the world right now and you know that and they know that and you work with that for for some time of the day and maybe after some time they return and tell okay this happened how do we move forward it's like um it's interesting to have a personal astrologer of that sort to guide you through life and through events. And I, I, up until recently, I've never thought about anybody really having a personal astrologer. Um, it's, we're all introduced to it so differently. And at least over here, it's, or at least when I was growing up, it wasn't, I'm going to say as mainstream or common practice as it is today. Um, I, I remember the first cell phone I got they it was like a newspaper app and you paid like 50 cents every day and you got your horoscope and it like it gave you a lot of broad strokes but like now talking to so many other people who study and have been a part of the culture for so long they're like no like that I mean not that that was wrong but there's so much more to it and once I started like in some of the apps like Nebula now they're they're great because like I said they give you a more personal touch and you do see a a a difference in your life um when you are open to the readings that that you're getting well you the personal touch I think comes with the with the consultations that you can ask a person about your life and you know that there's someone out there completely engaged in your situation in your problem and trying to figure out a solution or to tell you when it would be a better time for you that in that life but also tarot cards uh, play in because there are questions that astrology just cannot answer it's mm-hmm, impossible yeah. for like for example if if the question was um when could i meet a potential partner astrology can answer that but if the question is does Peter like me? Well, it's a bit harder to um, predict that with astrology. You can say that how likely he is to be to like someone like you, but you can't really say, yes, based on astrology, this person has feelings for you. That is, that's where when tarot comes in. And tarot and astrology are connected in a way. And it's really interesting because each card, uh, like from the major arcana, corresponds to a different placement for a planet. So when you when you shuffle the deck and you start putting out the cards, you can see how some of the some of the cards that pop out have the same sign as the mm-hmm. people involved. Yeah. So you oh, take wow. that as a you take that as a sign because it it's like your deck telling you, yes, we are talking about those people. Here is what you need to know. Uh, that's the good part of it. The bad part of it is that sometimes it doesn't tell you what you what you want to know, which is because you're working with their their energy and their spirit and you're feeling the energy of another person and your guides and for example you could you could ask them okay when is this person going to get married that's what they want to know and then the guys are telling you okay but they need to focus on work right now let's leave the marriage part for mm-hmm. a little bit yeah and uh let's refocus 
and um, that's a little bit complicated to explain because I try to tell it in a way that to achieve what you want, you have to go through a certain path. You have to change your personality, your perception, and there are challenges on the way that will change you. And you need to walk through them firstly to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like I said, um, it's, it's not the, the stars and the cards. They're not designed to give you what you want um, necessarily. They're designed to help guide you um, to your answer or to the life that um, you, you'll live. You'll, um, so I, I get that. I mean, that was, that was the thing uh, I know a lot of people struggle with early on is they, the misconception that they created the, the situation instead of interpreting it. Um, no, but tell us a little bit more, like, how did you, how did you get started in Nebula? Um, it's a, it's a fun story. I was actually writing articles about spirit animals, uh, during my bachelor that I'm doing right now when I'm finishing. And I think I applied for it and forgot about it and kept on, kept on with my life. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden they wrote back and we had interviews, we talked, we saw if it's working or not. And I enjoyed it so much of course it's a little bit stressful in the beginning because it's something new and you have to adapt to it but after a while when you're um used to the whole process it's more of a relaxation than than it feels like a burden right but yeah i think that that's that's one of my best choices in life so far i feel like it because it brings me true true fulfillment although it's hard to explain to other people because then you would have people who tell you, okay, but um, you are studying something completely different mm -hmm. from your job. It has no point whatsoever that it connects. And yet you tell them, yes, but this is, this is somehow fulfilling for me. Both are fulfilling for me. Right. And I cannot leave either. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll find a way to bridge the two. Um, but no, that's so true. Um, when I was at university, we had a saying in uh, one of the groups I was a part of, it was turning your passion into profit. Um, just meaning that anytime that you could follow your passion or do something that's fulfilling and you think enriches your life, and then people believe in it enough to support it and sustain you, that's a sign for us that we're doing the right thing. Uh, because I, I, I do. Yeah, I started my collegiate career as an engineer, I liked what I did, but it wasn't fulfilling. And I always found myself wanting to do more or something else. I just didn't know what it was. And then I discovered like healthcare. I got, I got back into that. Um, and then I also started becoming like an educator and then a coach and people were really receptive to that. Like shout out to you guys out there listening and watching now, like you are the people I'm talking about. You've helped me support my dream. Um, and I've been able to help some of you. So that's like just really been super fulfilling for me. And it's just a sign that, yeah, sure. I spent five, five years in school for one thing, but maybe that was just part of my journey to get me here, you know? I think so too. That's what I meant earlier that sometimes you have to go through a series of challenges to make you the person that you need to be to 
get different opportunities that suit you for your life because so, sometimes the events feel extremely random maybe they don't seem connected but when you look back at it if you have changed only one thing it looks so plausible that you could change so many things in your past but you really couldn't you really couldn't even the random turn that you took mm -hmm. you had a splurge of, of you had an idea and you thought okay doesn't matter i'm taking another turn right now you can't even change that even the smallest part of your life are so fixed and part of your destiny it's not like you can't change absolutely anything you can you still have control over yourself but when you look in the at the past you couldn't have changed anything right if, from the person that you are today right now it, because you you needed all of that to know what you know right now so <laughs> that that's completely right like i i agree wholeheartedly like you never know even though something seems insignificant you don't know how many small things built up to whatever re re revelation you had um to get you where you are now you know i was actually thinking about it one day because you said that um hopefully i've helped some people with my podcasts and i truly think that that's true like i believe in that but, but i was also thinking a while ago um i had um, a wild idea i was thinking about the different um professions that exist mm -hmm. i was thinking how does this is this important does this matter for anyone because obviously we need all of them to function in our society that, that's completely normal but i was thinking more in long-term effects what is meaningful to me personal because yeah. i'm not saying that this is a rule and i realized that when you can help people teach people help like have uh connections with different people move them forward because we need to move forward as a society it can't be uh single people around the world moving forward we need to we need to improve all together so when you do actually things for others that change their mindset and change the way that they perceive the world um i think that that's the purest form of of love first of all and then that's that's what I found out that is the most meaningful. It could be in different ways. It could be what you're doing. It could be through podcasts, through art, through different practices. Yeah. But if you manage to express yourself in a way that moves other others forward and helps them and makes them feel validated or understood or gives them new ideas, I think that that's truly what life life's about. Yeah, it it really does. It makes it all, it makes it all worth it. You know, um, because nobody knows anything for a hundred percent you know um i guess it's some people think it's like in the end you know you you finally gain clarity but everything you do right now is just to to help you feel a sense of comfort um and your decisions in your life and like i said i i, I guess it that that's true like i said um whether that's you know the art that people make to help them ex express things or communicate connect with others to you know music there are so many things that we use to connect and just move ourselves forward so um and this is one for me like i <laughs> i think it's funny now like um I, I didn't ask but are you like single or like are you in a relationship right now i am single currently i um, have been for uh, some time but that's based on a personal preference. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I imagine you seem you seem amazing. Um, but I love now I don't um, I'm sometimes I get on the apps and I love now that like that astrology is like incorporated into almost all the apps now like they find the need to at least put your son your son up there right um I have used it I have used astrology in the past with uh, the some people that I've been seeing to check compatibility Mm -hmm. or how we would match in different areas it's really interesting. I think that my most interesting find was um, a person that I was dating that had almost the same birthday as me, which means that they would have exactly the same placements, almost, almost perfectly exactly the same placements. Mm-hmm. And it felt so weird to see yeah. someone with your placements, your exact placements, taking like going through life taking decisions and you and you see this person and you think okay i understand their core intention their core value or what they want or what they need but they execute it so differently from what i would do yeah which is which actually that led me to the realization that astrology and nato charts are mainly the blueprint your set of qualities mm-hmm. with which you're born and how you choose to expand them or work on them or move through life with them is well it's a new and yeah. that's also beautiful the part i've been waiting to get into but before we do guys we're going to take a quick little break and then we'll be right back families it's so interesting because like i said so often at least now people mainly either use astrology for like them for themselves or for their compatibility but they don't think, and that's like, and that's what uh, they don't ever think about really like family or necessarily career sometimes. But I was like, there, it, it, it trickles into every part of your life. You know, you can almost apply it to just about. It's, uh, it's really funny for me because recently I had a really close friend telling me, okay, so you can, with tarot, you can ask for anything for any knowledge. It doesn't just need to be regarding the situation. It could be anything. And he was telling me, okay, and people come to you and wonder about a very small, small task. And I'm like, yes, but this is their whole world right now. It occupies their mind. And because it's, it expands to so many areas, also astrology and tarot, sometimes it feels like you could do a lot more mm-hmm. with it if you chose to. But uh, okay, but we all have those moments when we have this one specific thing on our mind and really need to get it out there and get it moving. So it's understandable. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think now, like talking to you, I'll probably, like I said, I never thought to look at my parents' charts to see, or any of my siblings to see the overlap that we have and to see if that kind of explains some of the chemistry or connection that we share or the disconnection, so to speak. Well, there are other aspects regarding that that you could also check. Like, for example, um, the moon and Venus, like your moon and your Venus are somehow connected to the way you were shown love from your mother as a kid. Mm -hmm. So, for example, mine are both in air. So that would mean my moon is in Gemini and my Venus is in Aquarius. I have been... It has been a very intellectual connection, a lot of a lot of sharing, a lot of discussions, a lot of uh, new ideas, new concepts, a lot of variety. And uh, like that was the type of love that I experienced in my family. Okay. Um, 
trying to share another person's world. But when you see yours, it could be a completely different mixture from different signs, different elements, but they ultimately show you your family dynamic, regardless of what your parents have as signs for now. Mm -hmm. They could show you how, how you were taught to see love. What, what is love for you? Yeah. So what I are mean, yours? I mean, so my, so my sign, I am a Capricorn with a Pisces moon and an Aquarius rising. Okay. Where is your Venus and Mars? Um, let me pull let me pull up my chart, my <laughs> handy dandy charterino. But it's uh it's interesting actually the connection between uh, Pisces and Capricorn because they're they don't really okay it's not that they can't find a common language but they're they're very different like the nature of the two signs is very mm -hmm. different so yeah it's 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 funny because um a lot of people don't ever peg me as a Capricorn um I I do get Pisces from time to time or some some water sign um just because of how well I guess the line of work I do they're like well you have to be very empathetic and like emotional and able to express yourself and you know like empathic for like what you do and I was like I mean that's true however I'm also very like not rigid but yeah I'm like straightforward right, I, I don't bs any yeah but your rising is Aquarius so it's normal that you want to focus on sharing whatever you're doing with society and when I mean it depends on your planets and degrees and other connections but this is like a brief or overview and with capricorn well capricorn as much as you guys don't want to hear it it's mainly about work but not just work as what you do from nine to five yeah. it's your goals your aspirations your ambitions it could even be your lifestyle like whatever you've set your mind to that's mm -hmm. your work yeah. so capricorn focuses on fulfilling those tasks and then you combine it with aquarius and that kind of makes sense with the podcasts, also with the Pisces moon. You you said um, earlier that you're extremely empathetic and you can sense other people's emotions mm -hmm. just by looking at their face. That's that's only a superpower of water signs. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that's that's one thing I learned really early on um, about the water and the fluidity of it, because it just makes sense. I think ever since I've been a kid, I've been a water baby. Um, Meaning just like, I like, I love being in water. I like, whether it's a pool, whether it's an ocean or a lake, the rain, um, I've just like really been in the water and then finding out that I have a water sign based on my personality. Um, I just, I was like, that's just yet another connection. Um, that, I mean, I, I might be have, reaching, but I, I just thought that was a connection. Yeah. What do you have all of the elements in your chart or is that a far stretch? Like, because from so far from what you've told me you have uh you don't you never mentioned fire but maybe you do <laughs> so my venus looks is in scorpio okay yeah my venus and i think jupiter are both fire signs my jupiter is sagittarius sagittarius is fire right right sagittarius fire i'm a sagittarius <laughs> oh I, listen i I, I I knew there was something here. I really like Sages. Like, um, it's funny they don't ever really like me, but I always like them. <laughs> that's that's a weird dynamic. That like I like you. 
I'm not mentioning this uh, based on the conversations that we're having, but I've also noticed that just Capricorn people, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces are somehow mm-hmm. drawn to me. And you yeah. have the combination of that. And I don't really, I can't put my finger on it. Why exactly? I think that with Capricorn people is, um, I have a, I have a lot of Capricorn placements myself. I have a Capricorn Mars. So okay. at some point it looks like I'm doing so much and keeping it balanced that yeah. they get inspired too. <laughs> like there's a little bit for everyone. But tell me, uh, tell me more. Like, where was your Venus again? You said Venus in Scorpio, and then Jupiter in Sagittarius, and yeah. Mars in Sagittarius. Or did you not? Mars is in Virgo. Oh, that's from my opinion. That's also the best Mars placement ever. Be- I, that's a personal opinion. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's great. Like it's great for for. My, my perception because i really like hardworking people that have structure and when they say that they're going to do something that they actually end up doing it and virgo does that they understand that like earth signs have the stability and the detailed like detailed view that will bring you there and will make it so earth signs go well together they could go well with water signs as well but it's a little bit difficult but in the challenges we grow so (laughs) and I think that's funny that you say that is because I typically date a lot of like cancers that's in in a complete opposition to your sign so your Capricorn and cancer is the sister sign it's a complete opposition so maybe subconsciously you're trying to to find balance in the relationship to make sure that you create such an atmosphere where there is um, like physical and emotional stability, maturity, and uh, care for each other. Like you, I think that you're really striving towards that because that's that's the balance of your your sign. For mm-hmm. example, mm, my Venus is in Aquarius, and it would balance out with Leo. Sadly, okay. I'm not a fan of all Leos, but uh, understandable that's really personal that's a personal thing so no offense to anyone <laughs> um, yeah right. some people really so get um, you would balance it yeah some people really get um i guess upset by their signs sometimes because that's it's true there are certain signs that i, I feel like everybody's always like "Ooh, beware of this beware mm-hmm. of that like scorpios get a bad rap from time to time so do leos it's, 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 so, Gemini. It's, it's the fire signs for the most part they get like really bad raps it's it's really funny because yesterday I saw a meme that said she's a ten but she has Gemini moon, and <laughs> like you you get a bad rep on almost anything. If you try to find something, you're always going to find the person out there who is still butt hurt by some sign that did something, and now they hate the whole sign. Exactly. Is... <laughs> but I usually, I mean, I'm no astrologer, but I always find that like even though I share a sign with people, I can definitely tell there are two different types of signs. I say they're like the end of the year sign people and then the beginning mm-hmm. of the month, I'm oh, sorry, end of the month and start of the month sign people. Like my December Capricorns that I know mm-hmm. possess like different traits than like the January Capricorns I know. Well, that's different. That's based on degrees. Like each sign has 30 degrees in astrology. So uh, where your sun is in those 30 degrees, it could be the, the first 10, the middle 10, or the last 10. And mm-hmm. depending on that, it correlates to 
to another to a different sign depending on the degree but that's when you dig really deep down into astrology so naturally there are also some degrees that you should look out for like the zero or the 29th degree it basically means that if you if your sun sign is in the beginning mm-hmm. of the season let's say beginning of capricorn season it would have adopted all of the traits like it would completely it would be the true form of the sign and when it moves further into the month it um it correlates to different signs but the true form is with from the from zero to ten those are the strongest like the strongest degrees not that it's it's a different placement later on but it's um it's like a connection a little spice to your placement yeah so now i'm gonna have all these people saying they're like they're true capricorns or super capricorns because they were born (laughs) earlier in the month i think because like i'm Am I in the, I don't know if I'm in the middle or towards the end of the season. I feel like I'm closer towards the end of this Capricorn season because it's like the first week in January. It's my birthday. I'm not really sure about that, to be honest, but I think that when it's at the end of the season, it's similar. It it can, it also depends on the degree, but it can embody a lot of different signs. And I'm not sure if it strictly embodies just the next one or a lot of different ones it's it's really personal because for example if it's 29 it has a little bit of everything from mm-hmm. all of the signs so it could feel more um, messy vague like yeah. you have you, you've named it you said okay i have i don't know a pisces spoon but then it feels like a little bit of the other wounds as well because yeah. of the degree and it's so funny because i was just thinking because like my rising is aquarius and then Capricorn leads into Aquarius and so I was like I, I think in like I think I might be like I said like in that like transitional 29th spot or like closer to the end like mm-hmm. it would I think I, I I could see the stretch of it being the next sign because me and my Aquarius friends are very I say friends like it's plural I just have one Aquarius no, I have two <laughs> we we we're very similar um and we get along like better to be expected so maybe it's because of my degree placement it could be it could be but the only way to know that would be to check out the synastry and how it fits because for example from what you've told me about your chart i know that we would vibe because you have an aquarius rising and i have an aquarius venus which means that we express each like we express ourselves in a similar way Mm But then, then again, I could also say that with different placements, I can say that with me being a Sagittarius and your Jupiter in Sagittarius, which is uh, expansion. I don't know in which house that is, but Jupiter is about expansion. But yeah, when you check the synastry with um, with a close friend or a person that you're working, you can learn a lot about it. But it's also a fun fact to mention that there's a NATO chart to everything, to an object, to an event, to anything. So if you have, st- if you know, for example, when you started the podcast, your podcasts have a NATO chart too. Do I need to like look at the uh, guys? I, I I'm doing this now. I now have to find and I have to look at the NATO chart for the show. That's oh my gosh, and see our compatibility. <laughs> my mind <laughs> was not ready to be this open this early in the day. As it's it's it's, um, it's funny because you can also check when it's going to be uh, 
better period, a more social period, or when you can expect some sort of surprises in which area. Uh, you can you can check it as if it is a person. So look at project as it's a person. I don't, I don't know if you set out to do this, but you literally just changed my life today. Like I, I guess twice, like you just, there are all these like doors and windows opening up inside my brain. And I'm just like, wow, I'm just, see, I, I knew I, okay. So it was funny. I, because we, we met uh, or connected via through like pod match and like, there are so many people, but it was just something about your profile that like drew me in. And like, I kept coming up on like my search. And then, so I was like, I was like, well, okay, this is the third time I've seen this profile. And so I was like, I have to connect. And I see why um, something drew us together. And it was for the reason that you were just meant to melt my mind, for lack it's, of a better uh, word. It, it's great, actually. I, I, I see that, too. Like, there's a natural flow and will to explore and to see more different points of view different stories how they connected how they could build up and i really enjoy talking to you too so this is yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe we should go back to the topics with astrology or yes yeah um getting back into um our um, astrology and not just my chart because this isn't a personal session for me guys that's not what you, you guys want to watch um but astrology isn't just about helping us find a potential partner or make a couple potentially good business moves, like you were saying, with the people who tied into the stock market. A lot of people use it as a source of healing. Um, can you like tell me like how do they or, like when they come to you? How do you use astrology to help heal their their pain or whatever they're going through? That really, that really depends on what their issue is currently because they could be having um, issues that are not connected to their main problems in astrology. So for example, that would mean uh, that you would have Chiron. That's, that's, the, that's a placement of the healer. Like the healer who would heal others but couldn't heal himself. So where, where you have Chiron in your chart, in your... Um, like in a specific house, you could see how that would affect you. You could see how that would, um, where you need healing, where's your past karma? How would that bring up in your daily life? And with people, when they ask me, okay, but um, for example, they ask me, I really want to achieve this, but it's not happening. And I'm trying my best, but it's not happening. And I look up Chiron in their chart and I ask them, have you healed this aspect of your life? Maybe it's with family. Maybe it's with work. Maybe it's with relationships. Maybe it's with uh, how they view money. It, it could be really, really different. So I asked them about that. And the thing is that your old wounds and the wounds that you're um, born with block you from achieving your highest potential. So you would have to deal with them sooner or later. But when people come to me, uh, I answered their questions, but I also asked them, I mentioned the Chiron part and also sometimes Terrace, it's a different placement. I mentioned it to them because that would bring them further in their life. That would bring them everything that they have wished for and they, they have aimed for. Like, for example, if you have uh, Chiron in the fourth house, that's family, 
which would mean that um, until you heal the relationships with your family, well, some other things are not going to work out in your life, like maybe your career. You really need to, to focus on the healing part as well. So I would say that for healing or for past events, past karma, I'm looking at Chiron, Terrace, and Saturn mainly and also mars to see what action they would take like you take a combination of the whole chart you see the problem and you try to find the solution somewhere in it yeah i mean there's there's so many aspects to um, astrology that not a lot of people even know about like everybody typically knows of their sun some people know their moon but once you get to like the rising or like houses and stuff like that they, they, they're like, I didn't even know that was a part of it. Um, so I think this is really good for them being able to learn and, you know, a little bit more about it so they can then draw a deeper connection to themselves. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's nice because then according to other placements, like let's say the Mars sign, you can you can guide this person towards let's say what action would help them or if you if you check their 12th house or if their 12th house has an aspect right now the current plan is would say that their intuition is heightened or they're bringing up problems to the surface that never um appeared before it's interesting because you have to combine their natal chart their original blueprint with what is happening right now understand the team in their life and try to give them a solution that is highly personal based on both. Yeah. I so mean, it's uh, a lot of connections in your mind that are going at that moment. Like this connects to this, it's in this house, but you also have this. And all of a sudden you have a solution. I mean, I, I have to give it up to you guys. Um, not just you, but everybody at Nebula or like who practices this because like you said there's so much to go on in the interpretation i don't <laughs> i think i can do a lot of things but i don't think that i have this in me you know because like i said um i'm a very like factual person you know so i just like i like linear things and so this is even though i enjoy it it's it's so hard for me to ever think that <laughs> i could i could do what you guys do well, astrology can be linear as well to some extent uh, you have exact degrees you have exact houses you have exact placements so it's um it's a little bit like decoding a language mm -hmm. you see some i don't know you see some words that are written with lines and with different characters but it just tells a story so when you learn that the characters of this foreign alphabet you kind of um uh, yeah, it comes naturally after some time. So don't give up. Oh, listen, I, I, I still say I'm pretty young in my astrological journey. So who knows? Maybe in a couple more years, I'm, I'll, I'll be in a, a more, uh, better place of insight. But I think, I mean, this has just been an amazing chat today. I've, I've learned a lot. We've covered a lot. Um, I think it's, it's time for my favorite part of the show, actually. And yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the end of the show, guys. So, you know, I can't let her leave without asking her my five favorite little quickie questions. Um, 
it just like lets us get to know the person behind all of this amazing knowledge so to speak um excited to hear them (laughs) yeah we kind of covered the first one already um when i asked if you were like single earlier in a relationship um you said you were single so that's an easy one i took that one off okay um are you looking for a partner though are we still are you just okay where you're at for the moment not really actively looking it's more like i am pretty content in my life mm-hmm. and with how like, my daily routine and how i build it and the people around me and i have decided that anyone new that enters my life should be at least a one percent upgrade with something yeah so they would add a quality, for example, they would add um, new nuance to my life that I don't already have. Because sadly for me, um, most of the people that I meet not only don't add a little bit, but they take a little bit, which is just, it's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I would want to build something very, very special. Uh, I'm secretly a hopeless romantic, although it doesn't show, so... <laughs> listen there's nothing wrong with like the heart on the sleeve just wanting that super sappy super romantic happy ending we all want that I'm not ashamed to admit that you know (laughs) Um, but I get it so I would say this is a question I love to ask Um, in our pre in your previous relationships what were a couple like red flags for you where you realized that things weren't just going to work out Right. Um, I think that before we enter a relationship, most people have um, a bit of a non-negotiable list or some boundaries that they've set. They say, for example, I require this and this and this so that it would work like approximately. And then they meet a person and they're so swept off, myself including, that they uh, also uh, miss those red flags they miss that they're not matching like the person they're seeing is not matching your core values only after some time you realize but they weren't matching them even from the beginning yeah so what was i even doing but at that point you're so blindfolded by the sense of of love that you feel that you um i feel to see some of them but um later on when i have acknowledged them i would say that the red flag for me to be um mentioning to someone that you have a problem and they not paying attention to it or not taking um extra steps to find a compromise or a common ground somehow to work with it and just moving on with their life as if you haven't mentioned anything because for me that's disrespectful it's uh that's a red flag um yeah i think that that's, that's basically it i the thing that i see the most as a red flag is when you openly communicate your needs and your wants in different aspects it could be about anything and the person just doesn't take them into account because yeah. anything else you you can you can work with it you can work with you can change you can talk it out you can find common ground but if you're not working towards this some some sort of a resolution or a same goal then there's no fixing it so that's the biggest red flag for me True. Um, being invalidated in your relationship or just like unseen, so to speak, 
it's really hard to progress through that. So I, I, I get that wholeheartedly. Um, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self a piece of dating advice, what would that be? Oh, I that's that's a great question. I think that I would just say, go for it. Don't hold yourself back. Even if you think that it's too much, too emotional, or uh, too messy, or too random, just go for it. Try it out. Emotions are messy. Feelings are messy. Relationships are messy. Be brave enough to try. <laughs> I guess that's that's something that I learned later on in my life that I wish I knew earlier. Yeah. Um, this is a fun one. When you are like seeing somebody and they find out what you do, do they like ask you to rate your compatibility or like, do they try to get you to like do your work on the relationship? They do. They do. And it's funny. It's funny because sometimes, uh, I do those faces. I can't really control my facial expressions at all times because they just somehow, ha- I mean, they happen naturally. Yeah. So I open up the chart and I see something that's problematic and I immediately look worried. And the person on the other side is just like, what, what did you see? And I'm, and I'm thinking, this is never going to work out most likely, or it's going to be really difficult, but I don't say it to the person. I'm like some challenges, challenges in yeah. the future. <laughs> It's a, it's a very interesting chart yeah I, I mean I've, I've had the same thing kind of happen so uh, when people have skills or jobs where I guess it's almost any job you can do that like whether you're a chef or a doctor or like whatever someone's like oh like hey can you look at this or like can you cook this um it happens but even more uh, in our line of work uh that occurs what's one thing that you think that you could do better as a partner Mm. Mm. okay that's a tough question listen i gotta make Uh, you think a little bit (laughs) it's a really tough question i think that obviously i'm not perfect and i figured out some of my flaws and i'm working on them but i think that um staying a little bit longer would be better because i have a tendency to walk away for example i would start i would meet someone and eventually along the line of this connection I would see something that is that doesn't match my core values at all at all and I see it and from that moment on it's like a switch in my brain and I'm like okay there's no future here we move on which is horrible and I know that it's horrible and I should be more um patient with these situations more more open about them not really just thinking okay they don't match one value so time to move on i guess that after some time of um being single you're so you feel so comfortable in your own space your own company you can't really be scared that you're gonna be lonely or bored doesn't exist in my world so (laughs) right so i guess that's the thing (laughs) i get it i'm the same way um it's a it's like for somebody who really wants a relationship, sometimes I find a million reasons not to get into one. But that's one thing I've been working on is also, I was like, nobody off the bat will tick a hundred, like every box on your list. But like you said, realizing that and giving it a little bit of time, maybe down the line, 
they'll be able to tick boxes off that we're missing. But also, I think it's good to also, there comes a point where it's like, okay, you've had many opportunities, but you're not really giving me what I need, you know, to form a lasting partnership and then walking away. You know, that's, I think that's healthy. This is, this is actually the question. There's a thin line between walking away and, and staying and waiting for a person because you, of course at any point you can say okay you're not fulfilling my needs I can walk away mm-hmm. or you can stay and know that some of your needs are not being met with the hopes that eventually it will happen but there's a point where that becomes self-sabotage yes and it's um, when you notice it and when you see okay but I still want what I want and I'm not seeing it then eventually you say, okay, uh, then I would rather be single than actively settle for something that I know is not what I want. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then last question. If you had to give your love life a name, like if your love life was a TV show, what would you call it? Right. Um. Oh God. Okay. I don't know. I have. I really need to think about it. Mm. I can't really put a TV show name on it because it's um. It's it's somehow. It's somehow unique. Yeah. I can't correlate it to to anything else. I can't put it in a box like that because there were a lot of ups and downs and a lot of moments that feel faded, like in a romantic sitcom, how the guy runs at the right moment to the airport and so on. Like there are a lot of small moments like this, but it's definitely not a romantic uh, sitcom. It's, I can't even put a genre on it. It has so, so many sides. That's see that that's captivating right there. That's the show we want to watch. Like mine would easily be called the hot mess express just because it burns so bright, but then it, it goes, it goes to crap really quick. You know, I was like, maybe I'm trying to find too much balance with all these cancers. I don't know. I figured it out when you said that. I think that mine would be stranger things because I'm constantly surprised. <laughs> oh, listen, I love it. I love that for you. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. Before we get out of here, Kalina, please tell me where or share with us where we can find you if we want to connect or we have more questions about astrology and spirituality. And <clears throat> sorry, oh my gosh, am I losing my voice? Tarot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you can find me on Nebula. It's completely free to download. You can ask me questions there. You can read your your horoscopes check your daily events anything that you have a concern about you can hit me up anytime with an offline question or if i'm online with an online question and i would love to chat to as many people as possible and hear different stories and do my best to help to improve all together <laughs> all right guys i will see all you amazing people next week for another episode until then just Get go explore your chart, you know. Who knows what you're missing out on? See if you can make some money in the stock market. See if you can just determine a new goal. Like just just explore. Um, 
and enjoy life. Uh, where's the stop?